Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 210. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw one And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com, and most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit, and as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, so you can watch the show if you prefer over to YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. And uh, for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show to $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So head over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free die cut vinyl sticker and a shout out on our show. That out of the way, I want to thank everyone who took a listen to our bonus episode, episode 208 for Mass Effect 1, our discussion. We finally put it out there. And uh, we decided our bonus episodes are still going to have a proper episode number for cataloging purposes. But on weeks when we do a bonus episode, which will be few and far between, we're going to release a regular show as well. So just to clear the air in case anyone was confused what was going on with all that, that is, I think, the easiest and best way for us to do it. Unless it becomes like a Patreon exclusive, at what point, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Um, So we're just going to kind of keep rolling. So, Jake, how are you today? You're overworked. Oh, let me just preface this. The podcast is late. So you're used to getting it on the weekend, and I posted on Twitter. The silver lining of this is you've already blown through all your regular podcasts at this point, because by the time you're getting this, it's at least Wednesday. So here's a little gift for the for the second half of your week. P.S. This is awesome. Coming through for you in the clutch when you're sitting at your Hopefully job. Hopefully we... <laughs> Hopefully we can turn around and do another one two eleven quickly this weekend. So you'll get your little last week. You got two episodes. True, true. Then this one's late, and then you'll get two episodes really close together. So yeah, it's my fault. Today was my ninth straight ten plus hour day of work. My so God. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm sorry to hear that. But, man. Yeah, I'm really yeah, sorry. It is. It happens. What a shitty time. time, though, too, because in the video game world, so much has fucking happened this past week, I feel like. And you're just fucking yeah. clocking hours at work, not being able to enjoy any of this shit. So I feel yeah. bad. But uh, all in good time. It It'll be it there is. for you when it's time. But with that out of the way, I... I did purchase Horizon Forbidden West, and I am also down to, well, down to the last three miniatures on my Hero Quest set. Um, but I have not seen the Uncharted movie yet, but I'm very much looking forward to catching it possibly this week slash weekend. So we'll talk a little bit I'm more about I'm going to wait till that. I can watch it at home. Yeah. I'm going to wait till I can watch it at home because there's no fucking way I'm paying movie theater prices for that. Well, we'll I have a gift card for the theater around here, so like it's like perfect because I don't go ever anyway. So Chelsea and I are trying to get out there to uh, watch it, but it just you know our free time hasn't really been there either for us. But we will do it. And uh, Jake, your wife actually got a hold of me and said, "I can't even believe I slipped on the Uncharted movie. I can't believe that's out. You know, we could have all watched it this weekend, but Jake had to fucking work. You know." And I was like, "Yeah, he did. He had to work. It sucks. It would have been a cool evening out, but." Oh well, when Uncharted Two comes out in theaters, we'll we'll try it then. <laughs> yeah, maybe Sully will have a mustache in that one. Oh God, he has one in this one, I hear. 
We'll, we'll get to that a little bit. Jake, are you, right. you haven't had any time to play any games, I'm guessing. Uh, I've played a couple hours of Horizon. Mm. I haven't played. I literally barely got through the intro of the game. It takes so, like, a while. I just got to the part where you're like. Spoilers? In the. Well, no, I mean, most I'm of these kidding. games, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it starts out really linear and then you get to the open world part. Up. Yeah. And, like, I just got to, like, the first little open war- world portion where you go down that, like, gondola thing. Mm. So, oh. um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's only, like, two hours into the game. That's, like, as far as I've gotten. That's cool, though. Yeah. Well, But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I don't have, I mean, I can't give any, like, real mm-hmm. definitive. I mean, I have some impressions of it so far, but I'm not, like, you know ready to make any grand statements no about and that's it. fine and and that's kind of what i wanted to go over because it is so this is a rare moment in 2022 like we're getting a really good triple a first party game that we have been waiting for for like five years so mm-hmm. i wanted to at least give my first impressions without spoiling anything and you can tack on what you may or may not be able to at this point so i have to ask the question first yeah, yeah, yeah. before you get started with your impressions mm-hmm. How much did you pay for the game? More than I should have, I found out. You paid $70 for like it? 72 You done fucked up, my boy. I know, because I could have bought it on PS4 for what? How much? Yeah. 60 60 Yeah. And this is one of the things that's uh, so fucked up so about dumb. Sony right now. Their messaging is so bad that it's like dishonest. Like it's, it's like, it really is kind of dishonest that they did this. I mean, if you were buy it on your PS five, mm. like from your PS five console, you can only get the PS five version and it's $70. If you buy it from your phone or from the app online, you can select whether or not you want the PS four or PS five version. And if you pick the PS four version, it's $60 and you get a free PS five upgrade. And literally the only downside and I'll tell you this because I experienced it. The only downside to buying the PS4 version is that you can't preload the PS5 version. Oh. You have to wait till it comes out. Then you can upgrade and download the PS5 version. But you can't preload it, so you couldn't play it at like midnight or whatever. But I played it like, I think it was the evening it came did out, you so have to, Friday night. Yeah, did you have to download the PS4 version? Or just I don't have it in your library. So. I did. I preloaded the PS4 version, but like mm. my experience upgrading it, I don't think I had to. Yeah. Because you go on the store and it's like, oh, you own this. Do you want to upgrade? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, okay. okay, now you can download either one. And I'm like, okay, well then. I had. I, I just preloaded it because I thought maybe I had to, but I don't think you really do. I had a PSN gift card that I had like 30 or 40 bucks on. So I didn't pay straight up the 72. Although I would have been happy to do it, but you are right. It is. It is disinfected. It's. It's. It doesn't seem fair to the consumer. It's shady. It's like they're they're making like ten bucks more off of people. They might they might make a few million dollars on this on this scam. It's like why why do it at all? I mean, why not just charge sixty bucks for it? Just say like, hey, it's a PS4 game, but we have a PS5 version, Mm -hmm. so it's sixty bucks. Or only have released it on PS5 and charge the seventy four flat out. Right, yeah. Which I mean, is they, like, they're not going to do that with Horizon a lot or of God of War because it. they don't want to miss out on it. Yeah. But well, let's get to our first impressions real quick. Uh, first and foremost, I didn't realize how much I missed Horizon, so it's good to have Aloy back 
And uh, when the game started, Jake, it gave a really pretty detailed recap of the first game. And I'll be honest, I didn't remember any of the things that transpired in the first game. All I remembered was I was killing dinosaur m- machines. Like, I didn't remember the story beats at all. And I couldn't believe how in-depth the first story was. Because... I don't remember. I literally remember none of it. Yeah. I don't remember any of the characters. Right. I don't. I, I, I vaguely remember the guy that you meet right at the beginning because... Silas. He, like, helps you at the beginning of the first game. Yeah. No, not Silence. The... Oh. the of Valor... Vola, you know what I'm talking about. Varl. Yeah. Yeah, except now he has a beard. So in the first game, he like befriends you when you're still in the Nora territory. I didn't even And in the second, yeah. And then like his his mom's like the war chief. And so of the Nora tribe. So you like, there's like some conflict there within the tribe and you, he ends up befriending you when you're like on your way out of town. And then in this game, he's like your your sort of he's almost like your training tool, right? Where like mm-hmm. Aloy is showing him how to use, and I'm doing air quotes for the audio listeners, showing Varl how to use the focus and all this two, stuff. Right. And yeah, and it's literally just them kind of recapping the basic gameplay uh, mechanics. Excuse me, super linear at that of, point. Uh yeah. So like I don't I mean the one thing that I will say, and I, maybe you were going to touch on this, mm. but I forgot, like, especially at the very beginning, how fucking hard this game is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just die really easily. And the machine, like, you don't do very much damage on the machines. So, like, I mean, now, granted, I'm a shitty, I'm shitty at video games. So, like, to me, it seems like literally, and maybe they do this on purpose, the only way to be successful at the beginning of the game is stealth and stealth kills. Yeah. Because you can kill everything almost in one hit pretty much with a stealth kill. And then once you level up and do your things and you unlock the new art, like the new armor, the new weapon types, the new ammo, the specialized that's that or whatever, it becomes easier to take down these machines. You get like the traps and all that kind of crap. Yeah. But, uh, but the other problem too, is I'm just like bad at aiming. So like, I can't like, to me, it feels like maybe there should just be a smidge more auto aim just because like the machines are moving around a lot and they want you to hit these like really small targets that are the weak spots. So now that's that I, I don't, I'm not saying that it should be easier, right? Please. Yeah. I'm not saying it should be easier. I'm just saying that I am struggling with it. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoy the difficulty in this game. I feel like, and we're going to talk about difficulty in the podcast in general, but I, I feel like, there's something about this game that sits perfectly with me on the difficulty level. Like it's not so hard that I don't want to play it anymore. And it's not so easy that I get bored with it. It's like to me, like it's right there. It's right in the sweet spot for me. And I do agree with what you're saying as far as the technicality of the, the shooting in the bow and arrows and, and, you know, making sure you're peeling off different parts of the, and then the machines. And then there are certain machines that are, that have weaknesses to certain elemental damage. And in the beginning that you don't have any of that elemental damage. You don't have like the tear, the tear arrows that rip off the parts. You don't have the fire ammo. You don't get the trip caster. So you just have a regular fucking bow and you're just trying to, you know, take out these what eventually will feel like the easiest machines in the game, but it is very difficult when you start off. That's how the first game was too. You just had those watchers and they were so hard. 
but yeah, it's not like it's not like there's nothing cheap about it or anything. Mm-mm. It's just like you 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 fucking blunder into a group of bad guys. They kill you right away, and then you're just like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And now you're like, okay, now I'm careful. I stealth kill. I will look for their paths. Like they want you to be a hunter. They don't want you to be like a fucking soldier, which I think is cool. Like they kind of they they try to get you to be because you're like this native person like it's almost like a native american kind of theme like the the character it's very tribal and stuff so like mm-hmm. they want you to be a machine a survivor hunter. yeah they don't want you to be like a fucking soldier you're not walking in there with like huge armor on and like just, just tanking it out yeah, right now once you get better armor in the game you okay. can do that yeah. and part of me wonders I, I haven't looked it up so and i'm not sure if i want to because i don't want to spoil it for myself but I wonder if they have like a fucking OP armor like the first game does, mm. where it's you you collect all those batteries and you get that like secret armor that's yeah. got the force fields and shit on it. Yeah, I don't and know. it's like it's so awesome. Like that was literally one of the first things I did was get that armor because it made the rest of the game so much easier. But when I say one of the first things, I mean it took me like twenty hours yeah. to get it. But like, yeah, it's so I am kind of curious. I. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I, well, that, well I at the time I was doing the notes, that. I only had about five hours in, but I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely further than you. But this is a game, and I tweeted about it from our Twitter account. It's just like, hey, you know, are, are you guys going to take your time with this thing now that we've waited five years and we have it, or are you going to just blow right through it? You know, because you've been jonesing for this game so hard, and like get it done in a week, a weekend. Some people, right? Like for me, like. I want to enjoy the game, and I understand. I, I don't even feel like it's a responsibility for us to talk about the game on the show until we're ready to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like we, you know, I, I know that our listeners, we have a smaller audience, and I know that our listeners are going to get their Horizon content elsewhere. But they probably also want to hear what we have to say about it, and they're going to get that. They're not going to get it the first week it comes out. Well, you kind of are, but first impressions, right? So I don't know when I'm going to finish this game, but I will say... uh I'm at the point where I just, if you're playing this game right now, uh, this will be a good gauge of where I'm at in the game, kind of, is I, f- I finally uh, got to and did the first Tall Neck mission. So it's not even a mission. You just find this thing. And then mm-hmm. you just you just go. And the Tall Neck is kind of like the Assassin's Creed Tower where like you get on the top and it opens up part of the map, right? So, and I don't know how many Tall Necks there are, but I've only done the first one so far. And uh, I feel like there's been a lot of story beats. I'm taking my time doing the side missions. I'm enjoying uh, a lot of it. But one thing that the game offered from the beginning was it had two different uh, heads-up display modes. One was Explorer and one was Guided. And uh, Explorer um, won't show you in in real time a lot of the HUD overlay, right? And I think that the Guided does... But if you pick Explorer, you can like use the thumb pad and it brings up your mission objectives and stuff. And then it slowly just kind of fades away. And dude, I love this feature and I wish more games had it because it's so slick and it's genius. I don't know why this isn't in like a lot of video games because that HUD, you know, whether the HUD is good or whether it's bad, I don't even give a shit. But like. If I don't need to be looking at my life monitor because I'm just walking around in the world, why the fuck is it up there? Like, if I don't mm. need to look at the mission agenda, if I don't need to see how many 
arrows I have in my quiver at the moment, then why is it there? You should be able to toggle the HUD on and off with like a swipe and then like set it to like, I want to, if I swipe it on, then like 20 seconds later, I'm going to set the setting for it to fade back out. Like, or, and I think what the game does is it will kick on when you're in combat and stay on so you can see your health. It's just like a very interactive, like dynamic HUD. And I don't know if you picked up on that, but it's awesome. It's super cool. Yeah, I did see that because I'm using the Explorer mode too. And um, yeah, I don't know. I It seems like what I need is there when I need it. So I don't really even think about it. Um, I haven't gotten far enough to really have to worry about like mission objectives and shit yet. So yeah. I, I mean, I haven't, I don't know if, if I'm going to want it up more often than I do mm-hmm. now. But mainly like right now, I don't really even notice it. So, but it is cool. Like I, I like games that have zero HUD. And, like, if you need it, then obviously you need to have something like an ammo gauge or a health gauge or whatever mm-hmm. when you're in combat. But, you know, I like that a lot of these games now, like The Last of Us did this and some other games did it, where there's literally zero HUD. Yeah, the and then, like, if you ridiculous. and then if you get into combat, you reload your weapon, like, it comes up and it's like, okay, you've got fucking 10 bullets left or whatever the hell it is. And then it'll fade but back like, out. Yeah, it's just so slick. Yeah, it's cool. I do like it. It's a good feature. I just I just wish more games will start doing this, and it seems like they might be. So another thing that I picked up on this game is, like, there are some super subtle animations uh, for different instances that I think it's a step up from the first one. I was in a, I was in a bigger machine battle, Jake, which you're going to be coming up to pretty soon. I don't think you've done it yet. Um, and uh, there were some rocks. And I did post this up on our YouTube channel, this battle, but there were some rocks, like larger rocks. And as I was kind of running from the bad guy, you know, your eyes are, when you're playing these games, like you're focused on the enemy. You're not focused on the environment. You're not looking and being, oh, look at that fucking, you know, lens flare. Like, you know that shit's going on, but you're so worried in a game like this that you're going to die or get hit. Like, you're just focused strictly on combat and survival and, and shooting the thing and like avoiding its shots. So, like, you don't really pick up on things, but um, I was running away from this enemy, and there was, like, a semi-large rock in the way, and instead of, like, getting clipped by it and just getting stuck, or instead of needing to press X to kind of, like, hurdle over it, Aloy just kind of did, like, this Dukes of Hazard slide over top of it, and I was like, that's awesome, like... It's there, and I noticed it like out of the corner of my eye because I was looking at the boss, and I, I saved the clip and went back and watched. And like, yeah, there's some like very interesting. I didn't have to dodge, I didn't have to roll around it. There's just some very interesting automatic animations that are more just kind of uh, submerse you into the action and make it seem more realistic. That that it didn't require a button press. Why should it have it? You know what I mean? Like, but it was cool that it was built right into the movement me- mechanics and it looked polished, more polished than the first one in that regard. So any, any comment on that, Jake? Did you experience that? So I was thinking, actually thinking, I, before I even saw the notes, I was thinking about this and, but I had a slightly different opinion about it, and my opinion is that I feel like something like The Last of Us has jaded me (laughs) to these types of things. Because when I'm walking around as Aloy and I'm walking through the Meridian, the town of Meridian... Mm. You go back there for briefly. It's not really a big spoiler. Yeah. Before you, you know, go out on your big Obviously mission. Obviously, we're going to be at Meridian, right? Yeah. And uh, 
you know, it's like all it's still all fucked up from the first game. The end. If you if you didn't play the first game, there's like this big battle in this town of Meridian and the whole town gets fucked up. So they're like rebuilding it while you're there. And I'm walking around. And there are these times where I'm like just walking and I get to some debris Mm. and Aloy, the model just pops up on the debris Mm. and then pops down and pops up and pops down. And it's like, it's so like when I'm, I'm so used to like, like Nathan Drake or Joel or Ellie, just like, like when you want to talk about subtlety in animations, Naughty Dog is like the fucking king at that. So the owners, yeah. And so, like, you know, if I was playing The Last of Us Part 2, you better believe that fucking Ellie is going to, like, make a move. Even, like, the smallest little rise, she's going to step up onto it. She's not going <laughs> right. to just pop up and pop down. Yeah. And and so, like, I feel like it's jaded me a little bit because I was playing the game and I'm like, this looks great. Like, the, you know, the animations, oh, the, the fucking hair physics and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like... And then, like, this happens, and I'm like, wow. I was like, what is this, PS3? And uh, so, like, it it's weird. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The animations are great in the game. The game looks really good. It's it's really polished. But it's, it's weird, the kind of reaction that I had to that specific thing that happened to me. Because, <laughs> like I said, like you said, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, like they take care of all the subtleties when it comes to the animation. And, um, it was just these little, like little nuances, little things that are really hard to account for unless you're really, really anal about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so like, but I, I do agree with you that, that it, it is a great looking game and it looks cool. I mean, to me, I can't decide how I feel about the way that it looks graphically. Like I can't decide if it looks like a PS5 game or if it just looks like the first Horizon that they just made look or like a last PS5. or like end of generation PS4 game, right? Like the last Yeah, that they just that, that they just beefed up the the resolution and shit for yeah. PS5. Cuz I don't know, cuz to me it's like the the first Horizon looked so good already mm. that you know, and then The Last of Us Part Two on PS4 looked fucking amazing. Ghost of Tsushima looked fucking amazing. So when you get to this, to me, Horizon, the graphical style, is it's like somewhere between Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch, but like with a really colorful color palette, like a lot of just different colors and stuff. And it's very interesting in that regard. Um, I do feel like some of the character models are a little plasticky. I don't know why I feel that way. Like specifically the character model of Elizabeth Sobet. Sobek. Yeah, she looks like she should whatever. be a Fallout Elizabeth character Sobek. or something. She just doesn't look real. Like like the right. there's like an uncanny valley shit going on. Like like uh like child Aloy. Like no fucking child looks like that. Right. I think it's but the it size enough. I think it's the hot, the size of their head. It could be. It could be very much. It very much could be that. I think it's the proportions. I, I thought about this, and that's something that not to derail, but that's something that Metro has always done terribly with children. Is like the heads of the babies in that game are just so yeah. normal. They look like aliens. They don't look real. I don't understand why why video games have a really hard time portraying kids. Like just fucking Google child and then make a model that looks like that. 
Yeah, they don't. I don't know. Kids never look real in video games. That's that's gonna be the next show to discussion. <laughs> um, so, and and I will I will add to what you were saying. Yeah, I think the little nuances aren't there all the time, and that's what makes them jarring. Is like if you can get like the Dukes of Hazard slide over a boulder during a boss fight perfectly, and then you step onto like some debris. And you clip right through it, or, or all of a sudden your character is like, bam, just jumps up, like you were saying. Yeah, it, it's noticeable for sure, but it still, I think, leaves and bounds smoother than the last one, which is hard to believe because that game seemed to be really. I haven't played Horizon 1 in a long time. Obviously, the preface of a show, I said I don't remember the story, but I feel like it's better. Um, I will also say that the conversation wheel is back. This this was very reminiscent for me of the recent Mass Effect 1 play that we did. I completely forgot that uh, there were conversations that you had with NPC characters. And I think the voice acting, while some of the character art or whatever, some of the way that it's designed might look plasticky, as you put it, I think the voice acting and the lip, the lip mouth movements, which were really screwed up on the first Horizon, are so much better this time. I don't know if you guys remember that, but like the auto, the way that like the the dialogue would work and the and the way they programmed the decimal or whatever for the mouth to match up to the audio, they had some sort of code in there. It was always off and looked weird. Like the faces, the eyes were weird. And and it's funny if you remember the eyes, how everyone was complaining about the eyes of the first horizon, like all the characters, like their eyes were doing weird things during conversations. If you look, if you look at during the conversations with these characters now, they have doubled down on their eye uh, uh, art artists because the eyes are blinking perfectly. They look so realistic. And I think that's what I like about the conversations with the NPCs is like they got called out on their bullshit with their eyes on the first game and they did not let it happen this time around. Like the eye, the blinking and the eyes, the way they're looking around and stuff, so realistic. And I think that maybe makes the voice acting sound better. It's the way we are as humans and we receive information, data as we process. Like, what's real and what's not real we 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 have a tendency we're animals or whatever you want to believe we look at we look at the eyes and we read them subconsciously and i had to stop and i was like wow i've never seen like an npc player blink so realistically it's weird pay attention listeners it's fucking weird when you're having Mm -hmm. the dialogue tree with somebody and that you just watch their eyes blink it's so freaking weird um but yeah, so I will say that I feel like the voice acting's better. Uh, the eye animations are top notch. Um, lastly, I, I just wanted to say that um, that the uh, there's a, a mini game called Machine Strike. I've I've unlocked a trophy for it already, and I don't know if I'm going to get sucked into it like I did with Gwent with The Witcher. But it think of it like chess, and the chess pieces are interchangeable so it's like it's almost like magic or gwent where you get to pick your chess pieces and each piece is worth so many points and the game has a point limit so you can only play so many pieces but you put them on the board and you collect them throughout your wandering through forbidden west and their pieces are representative of the different machines you encounter in the game and they all have different moves on the chessboard and you play these different peoples from like city to city and the game's a little confusing at first took me quite a few playthroughs to understand how this mini game works but um, I will say that it's uh, it's cool that there's like a mini game like this because there wasn't anything like this that I remember in the first Horizon, and it's just another way to kind of get get some more play time out of the game, and it and it's actually kind of fun, and uh, so I guess that. But my first impressions are Jake, this game is great. I can't wait to jump back into it, mm-hmm. and I think that you and I need to have a bonus 
episode on Horizon when it's all said and done. I don't know that we need to talk more about the game on the regular show. Maybe we'll just save our opinions and do like a bonus episode. What do you think? You want to try to do one to talk about or no? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's probably the only big game we're going to get in 2022 that you and I are both going to have at release, if I'm being honest. I can't think of another one that's coming out. Maybe God of War. Yeah, we'll probably do God of War. So let's let's at least try to line something like that up. Jake, do you have a f- – uh, I mean, you haven't really played much of it. I mean, do you have anything else you want to add? Um. No, I. I don't think so. I mean, I. I I'm going to be honest. I fucking hate starting these open world games. I hate, like I never like them when I first start playing them. Like even Horizon, I'm like, I know this is a good game, but like I'm not like super stoked about this. Oh man, I'm so. And excited. then I'm just. I, I get so overwhelmed by everything when I first start playing it that it's not until it's not until I'm like 10 hours into the game that I actually am really enjoying it. So, but I recognize like that the quality and how good the game is, mm. but the it's a problem I have with all, it's just, it's, there's too much, there's too many, uh, there are too many open world games. Everything's open world. Everything's fucking a hundred hours long now. I, I am just so exhausted and <laughs> when I can only right now too though. Yeah. Well, but like when I can only play games for like five to 10 hours a week mm. and I start a game like this, I just like, I get anxious because I'm like, Oh, well now I got one game that I'm going to play for the next two months because I don't play enough games. Mm. So I don't have enough time. And I can't just like mainline horizon. I got to, you know, do the side quests. I got to do all the exploration. I got to do all the stuff. So, um, but I digress. I, I do like it, but I'm not in love with it yet. I'm sure that will come. It's just maybe, maybe it won't. With Who knows? Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Maybe it won't hit with Maybe you. it sucks. I have no idea. I not like it anyway. a lot so far. It It's uh. It's also, might I add, getting review bombed on Metacritic by gamers. And I don't fuck Metacritic. I, I think Metacritic should it. literally, I think Metacritic should, like, at this point, it should literally be discontinued as a resource for yeah. video game reviews. Because ever since uh, The Last of Us Part Two, now it's just like, oh, popular game, we'll just review bomb it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, this, and it's this like, okay, sucks. well, it, you know, so now it's like, you want to talk about a way that, like, for example, dude, I don't even know. Just real quick, because I guess this this is kind of an interesting topic. Like Horizon Forbidden West on Metacritic, right now it's sitting at 88 critical score and 8.1 user score. So I wouldn't call that review bombing. I would say there's probably oh, eight, enough people 8.1 out of how many? 100? Out of 10. Okay, because there were maybe they did something about it because apparently this was this was an article on Pushcore. They were saying this thing's just getting fucking ripped apart right now. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it was like, but like right before it came out or something. Yeah, but know. like, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe Metacritic is weighting these scores or something because I know they do weight the critical scores based on how big your website is. But I don't know if they do that for user scores at all based mm. on whatever. But yeah, I I don't know. Like I like I feel like eighty eight. I haven't played the game, so I I don't know exactly. But I would have to that imagine. I would believe good, honestly a good number. 
um, 81 for the user score is probably a little low. And I bet it's probably because some of them, maybe 10% of them are, are fucking people being douchebags. Maybe, so, maybe not, but I think there, there's something to be said about living up to the original, right? It's, it's always more difficult for a band to release their second record because they, I mean, it's basically the, yeah, it's basically the same. It's right now. It's, it's essentially the same score as horizon zero dawn. So horizon zero dawn was 89. Mm. Uh, right now forbidden West is at an 88. So I would say that that's in, in my opinion, that's a success. Yeah. I mean, to me, it feels like the same game. So that assuming, makes <laughs> yeah, I mean, assuming that you give a shit about Metacritic, which I really yeah. don't, I, I basically will look at Metacritic and then I'll pick a few different reviews mm. from people that I like, and then I'll listen to what they have to say based on the review, right? Because if you talk about, think about a game like Deathloop, for example, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, that game got like fucking 10 out of 10s everywhere. And on and like on Metacritic, it's got like a super high score and everything. But then I listen to like you know three four people that I who I share kind of like sort of opinions with on video games, yeah. and they're like, I don't really like Deathloop all that much. I have this this and this wrong with the gameplay, and I'm like, oh, then it sounds like I'm not really gonna like it, right? You know what I mean? So I advise everybody that's out there if you listen to the podcast and you're even re- if you do any sort of review searching on a video game before you buy it. Make sure you don't just look at the review scores on Metacritic and all this stuff. Yeah. Find a couple of people that it doesn't have to be like us or anything. They have you a just voice find in a the couple of like you trust. Yeah. And and read their reviews. Don't just look at the number. Watch their video reviews. There are a few guys out there. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there that do like really good long form video and written reviews. And they'll tell you the things they like, the things they don't like. Because I can't tell you how many times I've looked at a game and it's gotten like a 6.5 or a 7 as as its review score, in quotes. Yeah. But then I read I read the review and it's like the things that, that they don't like about it that brought it down from an 8 to a 7 are things that don't matter to me or that I don't care about all that much. Right. But everything they liked about it, I love about it. So it's like to me it's an 8, but to them maybe it was a 7. Yeah, so, right, right, right. Reviews are so like inherently subjective, so just be a little bit more open minded. That's really good advice. Yeah, so you know it, it's important to have reviews, but at the same time, ultimately, uh, it's it's all it's all you know um, subjective to the player. So let's let's uh, ta- take this quick PlayStation quiz on Push Square. We like to do these once in a while. This is testing our knowledge again, PlayStation knowledge. Welcome to the P.S. This is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. 
As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is Awesome. And Jake, I'm going to come right to it and say, uh, what was the first Witcher game released on PlayStation? Was it Origins, uh, The Wild Hunt, Thronebreaker, or The Witcher 2? I'm going to say, yeah, Witcher 2. Wild Hunt. First one on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You might be right, dude. Damn it, you are right. Makes sense. Yeah, because Witcher, Witcher 1 and 2, Witcher 1 was, PC. I think, PC only, yeah. and Witcher 2 was only on Xbox and PC. I'm still, so. Yeah, dude. I'm pissed that I can't play those. I, I own them. I bought them on Steam because they were ran on Mac, and then Mac updated something, and then it's like, oh, we won't play uh, however many bit programs anymore. We won't let you load them. So I have it, and it won't load. So... I completely yeah, can't play. Max are stupid. Yeah, forget about it. All right, what was the expanded re-release of Persona 3 called on PS2? Persona 3 Innocent Sin, Persona 3 Moonlight, Persona 3 FES, or Persona 3 AIGIS, like Aegis. Persona 3 FES. All right, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, good job, Jake. All right, we're 50, back to 50%. How many colossi are you tasked with slaying in Shadow of the Colossus? I can't answer that. Because I've never played the game. Uh, I'm going to go. Well, it's 2012, 10, or 16. I think it's 16. I'm going to go 16. Yes! Because <laughs> I thought it was a lot but when I played it. What's the name of this Tekken character? Uh, I'll describe him so the audience can listen. Jake, I, I can't. He's got uh, boxing gloves on. He's got boxing trunks. They're blue and white. He has the old uh, boxing uh, outfit on with the hood up. And he's got bigger boots. Is it Dean Earwicker, Paul Phoenix, Brian Fury, or Steve Fox? I bet you anything it's Brian Fury. I don't know. So can you um, can you say the names again, please? I'm sorry. Dean Earwicker, Paul Phoenix, Brian Fury. Or Steve Fox. I bet it's not Fury because there's a Tyson Fury, and they want you to get confused. It's probably Steve Fox or Paul Phoenix, my final guess. Um, God, I'm trying, I'm trying to find the, the quiz on Push Square so I can oh, I put see a link to it picture. on the notes. you have the show notes up? Uh, yeah. It's the first yeah, link under he, news. Yeah, here, hold on. Hold on, just give me like two seconds. Question to, four of 15. So, yep. The Witcher... Uh, Persona, <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. Tekken's your jam of, of fighting games, so I'm curious to hear. Who the fuck is that guy? I want to say it's either Paul Phoenix or Brian Fury. I can't remember, though. I'm rolling out Brian Fury, so we're going to go Paul Phoenix. Damn it, Steve Fox. Oh, fuck. 
come on. All right. That's, uh, I mean, the, these type of characters are in a lot of fighting games, and I never play as the boxing character. I hate them. Yeah. It's like, so it's, like ball it, it's just not my spring. play style. Or Street Fighter, sorry. Yeah. Balrog? Yeah. And who looks just like bleeds Mike Tyson persona in Street Fighter. Yeah. 100% straight rip from Mike Tyson. What's the name of the main player character in Killzone Shadowfall? Is it Lucas Kellen, Sev Sinclair, Rico Vasquez, or Dante Garza? I believe it's Lucas Kellen. That sounds right. God, we're going to fucking bomb this quiz. I'm going to click it. That sounds right. Yes, good job. All right. Is Horizon Zero Dawn... Oh, in Horizon Zero Dawn, how old is Aloy when she takes part in The Proving? I want to say she's 17 or 19, but I can't remember. Because that's like... Isn't that like towards when you actually start the story? It's the beginning, yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 19. You can't have a underage person killing all kinds of people. 15's too young. I'm going to go 19. Yeah, buddy! Look at that logic coming through. 19's correct. What's the starting area in Dark Souls 3? I have no idea. I've never played it. Is it the Undead Settlement, Cemetery of Ash, Road of Sacrifices, or Kiln of the First Flame? I'm going to go ahead and take a wild-ass guess and say Cemetery of Ash because it sounds like a Dark Souls starting place. Good job, Jacob. Boom. We know our PlayStation right now. How many Bloody Roar games were released on the original PlayStation? Bloody Roar. Oh, dude, I have I, no I, idea. I honestly have no idea. One, two, three, say, or four. I'm going to say... I'm going to go three. On the original PlayStation? I'm going to go three. Eh, that sounds right. They used to pump them out. Nope, two. Uh, two. How many players did Resistance Fall of Man multiplayer support on PS3? It was a lot. Uh... 20 dude no maybe maybe 40 I think it was 40 I did 40 it could have been 64 the options are 20 40 64 is a lot there were it was it was very uh cutting edge at it's the time. not it's not mag man 40 was a lot for back then usually games were like 16 guys so you're gonna shoot down 64 we're gonna go with 40 then yes good job Jake 40's correct. I was going to go balls out and say 64. Which PlayStation console first introduced a controller with dual analog sticks? Oh, that's easy. PS1. Excuse me. Was it? Yeah. The DualShock from PS1. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I was thinking uh I was thinking the uh the fucking handhelds. The Vita had it, had the dual analog, but the 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 other one was PSP. PSP yeah, didn't, didn't have it. Had that yeah, weird, had, had that weird thumb thing that just like moved around. It wasn't it. All right, sorry, I got confused there. In Dragon Age, what's the organization that fights Darkspawn? The Free Marchers, the Dark Hunters, the Grey Wardens, or the Crusaders? It's the Wardens, I believe. The Grey Wardens. The, the Grey Wardens sounds right, but I I only played Inquisition. And, Me too. Yeah. Let's go Grey Wardens. Yeah, hell yeah, man. We're killing it. 12 of 15. In The Legend of Dragoon, the story revolves around three main species. Humans, dragons, and winglies, remnols, dodangas, or helves. <laughs> Sounds like there's elves with an H in front of it. <laughs> Come on. Humans, um, dragons. I'm going to say remnols. That sounds good. I don't know. 
No. I, I, yeah. I, it's Well, Remnels is better than Wingley's. What the fuck's a Wingley? And then Dodongas is almost... Ah, it could be Dodongas, the alliteration Dread Dragoon, Dodongas. I don't think it's Helves, although it sounds like Elves, and the first two species are humans and dragons, which we've all heard of. This is kind of a weird one because I've never heard of any of these. I mean, I played I played the first part of Legend of Dragoon way back when, but I don't remember. Do you want to go to Dongas? About the characters, they just pick something. I'm gonna go to Dongas. To Dongas. Damn it! It's Winglies. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, we would have been wrong anyways. Which of these open world games, Jake, has the biggest map measured in square miles? Is it Grand Theft Auto Five? This is a really hard one. Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or The Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion? Uh, kidding me right now? I would I would bet that it's either Grand Theft Auto or Assassin's Creed because Grand Theft Auto has cars and it could take you a long ass time to fucking drive from like the deserty portion way out where to like the top of the map, which is like all the city and stuff. Dude, I, it could be Odyssey though. I mean, I never played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I heard it was pretty freaking bloated. Though. Odyssey's huge. Um, I mean, Oblivion. It's not Ghost. I know Oblivion's that. got a big. Oblivion's got a big map. You do everything on foot, so it seems huge. Assassin's Creed, you, um, can, you can get on animals and ride them around. Ghost of Tsushima is pretty big, but I don't. It didn't. And whenever I was playing it, it didn't seem like this unlike godly huge map right. i don't know that's it's a tough one i'm gonna say one of the top two there god elder scrolls or grand theft auto one of those two no no assassin's Sorry, creed, or grand theft auto. creed man yeah i don't even have anything to flip here uh i i would make a case for grand theft auto 5 but maybe not it, what one's newer assassin's creed i'm gonna go assassin's creed then yeah. Let's do Assassin's Creed. Boom! Bam! Nailed it. Dude, they need to be I, re- I remember TV show. I remember Assassin's Creed uh Odyssey, you know, a lot of people were complaining about how big it was and how you know, time time consuming that game was. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a weird one. What kind of game is Jade Cocoon on PS1? Is it an RPG? Is it a point-and-click adventure? Is it an action game or a platformer? It looks like an RPG if I ever saw one, but it, it could be a platformer. Uh, I never played Jade Cocoon, so I don't know. It's definitely not point-and-click, dude. But it does say story of the... It has a subtitle. Story of the... Kamamayu yeah. or something? Tamamayu? What do you... I'm going to roll out RPG because it looks like a trick question. If you saw the box art, listeners, it looks like a straight-up RPG. Jake's right. almost has like the little Final Fantasy logo, too, in the name. A little dragon flying around. I'm going to roll out RPG. I'm going to roll out point-and-click because it's PS1. I don't remember any point-and-clicks on the PS1. Action, I'm going to say, possibly, but it would have probably got more attention. So I'm going to go platformer. I bet it's RPG, but you can pick platformer. I've got the clicking power here. What do I pick? I'm going to go RPG, Jake. I'm going to side with you as my podcast host. Uh, let's go RPG. Yeah, buddy. Boom. Whew, I'm sweating after that one. Good job. 
We're killing it. 15 out of 15. We missed like three or something. In Metal Gear Solid on PS1, which of these characters is not a boss encounter? Metal Gear Ray, <laughs> Cyborg Ninja, Revolver Ocelot, or Sniper Wolf? Sniper Wolf. Uh, isn't he Snake Eater? Or Sniper Wolf a woman? I can't remember. Sniper Wolf. I think it's Metal Gear Ray. I don't want to look it up, but I thought Metal Gear Ray was the Metal Gear from... No, no, maybe it's Metal Gear Rex is Metal Gear 2. Who's the guy in roller skates? That's Fat Man. That's Metal Gear 2. What about um, Cyborg Ninja? What the hell is that? That's uh, that's um. It's a generic name, dude. No, that's what's his. You fight him in that fucking office, that like office okay. area with all those cubicles. Yeah, he that that's um. Uh, I'm gonna go Metal Gear Ray, dude. Shadow Fox or whatever the fuck it is. What? I'm gonna go Metal Gear Ray. What do you think? It's either Metal Gear Ray or Sniper Wolf. I don't remember. <sighs> I don't remember which Metal Gear is the Metal Gear from. Because each each game has a Metal Gear in it, and they all have their own unique name. And the Metal Gear from I, I for some reason I thought the Metal Gear from Metal Gear Two was Ray, but two might be Rex, and one might be Ray. Dude, it might be Sniper Wolf. Like who's who's the who's the uh, the guy that you have to that you can beat by just waiting him out in Snake Eater, the sniper mission in that. What's what's that guy, what's that bad guy's name? That's that super old guy, right? Yeah. What's his um, name? It's not Sniper Wolf, is it? Uh, it's a really cool battle. I'm going to say Sniper Wolf. You said Sniper Wolf as well, possibly? I it's it, Yeah, it might be that one. That was one of the Damn it! It's Metal Gear Ray! Fucking criminy. All right. Well, we missed five, Jake. Uh, 610 PlayStation enthusiast. Hey, not bad. You know your PlayStation. All right. So not bad, I suppose. We got 75% right, right? 66% right. What is 10 out of 15? What average is that? How many is that? 10 out of 15? Yeah, help me out. That's With, that's like a 66%. That's what I said second, yeah. <laughs> that's a D on a report card. But it's better than fucking less than 66%. Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? All right, listeners. Um, we were talking about for Horizon Forbidden West and uh, the Metacritic stuff, and I just wanted to bring up a quick discussion, Jake, with you real quick. This got me thinking about, and it brings up a larger question, man. In Usually I don't throw these things out here, but are user reviews even trustworthy? We talked about that, and I kind of had notes saying like when I buy a TV or literally anything for my house, I look at user reviews and get an honest assessment of the product. However... Um, I feel like the video game crowd is just kind of so subjective. And uh, speaking of that, going, we already talked about that. Going into, I was listening to the Sacred Symbols podcast a couple episodes ago, and they were talking about how the di- difficulty of games is so subjective. That, like, what one person thinks is difficult these days, another person might say, oh, no, it's fucking... Whether it's because they're ego-driven or whether because they're like, I'm a fucking awesome gamer, that game's not fucking hard. Or, like, whether you're not good and you're like, oh, man, this thing's really, really difficult. I'm not I'm not a very avid gamer, so this is really hard. So the question is, is, like, 
before, like back in the day, I want to say that there used to be some sort of needle on the difficulty scale when you and your friends would talk about games, right? And it, it felt somewhat measurable. You could measure difficulty in a game. But I think games have gotten so complex that we've got all these different genres. And all, it's, like, it's difficult, but it's not that difficult if you're used to playing this kind of game. You know what I mean? So, like, it's hard to assess at this point. Um, I don't know. It's impossible to tell. Is a game hard? Like, I'm playing Death's Door, and I think it's really difficult at times but then I hear other people say it's not that hard. And and like the Sifu game that came out, like it's like the brawler, right? People are like, oh, I can't fucking get past second level. It's so fucking hard. And then there are people like, oh, yeah, whatever. This game's super easy. It's just like, <laughs> are some people just waving their proverbial big dicks around saying that games aren't hard to make themselves seem like they're badass gamers? Or are the people saying they're having a difficulty time playing the games not very good gamers. How do you measure difficulty in a game? There's no ESRB rating for it. Like, and games, what do you think of this? Like, it's weird. Like, back in the day, like, obviously, some games were more difficult than others, and we had less to compare it to, right? There, there were only so many games out when I was a kid growing up. So it was like, oh, is this Legend of Cage difficult? Or is this, like, Journey to Silas difficult? Or is this Mario 2 difficult? Like, where are we at on the difficulty scale? Like, am I going to want to, like, break my controller every time I play this game? Do I only get three lives to beat the entire game, like, in Contra? Like, do you only get, like, how hard is the fucking game? I can't. I get frustrated with this because I've been deterred from playing games. And I did say turd, but I said D in front of it. I've been deterred from playing video games because people are like, oh, the game's fucking too hard. I walked into Death's Door not even realizing it was a difficult game because you talked about difficulty with Horizon. I would say mm-hmm. that, yeah, it is difficult. But I think oh, Horizon falls let me, let me, right in the thing. So, so I generally have the opinion that... Most people, when they're talking about how hard games are mm-hmm. nowadays, are being um, – they're not – it's not that – I don't want to say it's that they don't, they don't mean it. It's that like it's, it's how – like they're saying it's hard in context to what the game is. Like, like for example, you know, you got a, like someone who's done nothing but play freaking – who's like less than – let's say less than 20 years old who's used to playing, we'll say, HD era video games. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to pick up a game like Death's Door unless they're super into this type of game. Mm-hmm. They're going to pick up a game like Death's Door and be like – it's really fucking hard. Oh my god! But like, when you think about the NES and SNES era, like every single game almost that came out on those systems was harder than almost yeah. every single game that comes out now. Yeah. So I think that it's it's like, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with somebody thinking that you know Horizon is hard. No, not at all. But like. Like, to me, when I say Horizon is hard, I mean it from in the context of the fact that, like, I am a, you know, 
mid-30s adult that has very little time to play games, whereas like when I was a kid, I was willing to sit there for hours and hours and hours and like get good and plow through a game. And so, whereas like now, I'm like a little less tolerant to drag Mm. when it comes to video games, and difficulty is you know, what I would call a drag item in video games where it, it prevents me from getting through it. Does that mean I want games to be super easy? No, you have to have a challenge. Otherwise, a game is not fun. Right. But like, you know, at the same time, I'm also because I'm not playing as many games. I'm not as good of a gamer as I used to be. I mean, I used to blast through Super Mario World like nobody's business. And now, like, you know, it it puts me on my ass sometimes. Is same thing with like Super Mario. Th- Super Mario Three is even a lot, e- even a lot harder than that. So, and I used to play those games all the time, but it's it's an interesting debate. Personally, I think that everybody should think that a game is every nobody should be nobody should be put down for thinking a game is hard or thinking a game is easy. The problem should be the problem is when people get up other people's asses about whether or not they think a game is hard or a game is easy. Like it's, it's uncalled for. And to me, I don't think that whether a game is hard or a game is easy should be sort of like a, anything more than a footnote in a review. I I, I think that it could be like, Hey, okay. If you want to, to me, if you're going to say a game is hard, you should say, a game is hard like and list like a genre of examples. You, you could be like, okay, you could say, okay, uh, Death Store is hard. Why is Death Store hard? Death Store is hard because it has elements of, you know, Sekiro. It has elements of Dark Souls. It has these like, uh, you know, very methodical combat Limited loops health in it. Gauges, you can die easily, right? And, right. So, so to me... It does it does review readers and review listeners and review watchers literally no service for you to just say, oh, this game is hard. One out of ten. Like you got to give context to that. Or like you have like the. Yeah, sorry. The the other thing that I wanted to point out, and I think you bring bring very valid points to the to the topic here is like, does it might does it even matter if the game is really, really difficult or really, really easy, so long as it's enjoyable to play. Well, no. And honestly, I think the only reason why this has become an issue is because starting with Dark Souls, because because Demon Souls didn't really didn't really blow up like Dark Souls did. And people got this entitled stick up their ass thinking that everybody should be able to play every single game on easy mode. Like Okay, I understand. It's like it would be like you know, let's say the the flood releases the next album, and it's like an alternative acoustic style album. Mm-hmm. You know, it has some sad stuff, it has some upbeat stuff, but it's it's all basically acoustic driven, like upbeat kind of um, alternative style music. Maybe some folk in there, and then it would be like all of the metal fanboys posting all these reviews online being like, there's not enough distorted guitars in this. This is a fucking right. shitty album. One out of 10. It's like, okay, the album, it's not for you. I didn't make right. this album for you. Right. I made this album for fucking folk country fans. Yeah. And so like, it's the same thing with video games just because 
like just because you think the game is hard doesn't mean that the developer of the game is required to make it easy for you. Right. This isn't like the ADA thing where you've got to put a fucking ramp outside of your business right. so wheelchair guys can get into the building. And easy, it's a video game. Yeah. It's art. And easy and easy and hard is very subjective too. Like that's the other thing is like I I don't know. Like I have been completely dissuaded from picking up a couple games because the communities are just like Oh yeah, good luck with that one. Fucking next to impossible. But I did try Bloodborne because it was one of those free PS Plus games, and I got to yeah. that first boss on the ship, and I was just like, "Not for me." I, You're I, thinking of Neo. Sorry, but yeah. yeah, Neo. Yeah, that's sorry. And I was just like, "No, this is I, I. I can't do this." Like, could I? Maybe sure, but I'm not going to dedicate my life to learning how to beat this boss. Just it, not interested in it, right? Not enough. The game didn't grab me enough. I thought the mechanics were kind of clunky. I didn't like. I didn't enjoy. I love the aesthetic, but that was all I liked about the game. I think it's it's honestly just people like it's this whole like. Me too thing. And I don't mean me too, like the women's movement. I mean, like, like people are like, but I want to be part like a herd of the conversation. Mentality. You know what I mean? Like, and so, it, and, <laughs> sorry, that sounded really, I can, really. I, like, I can tell like, that you, you've been working your ass off all week because I've just struck a nerve with you. I, I'm, I'm very cranky, but like, yeah, to me, it's <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I would I played Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. You know, I always I also played Neo a little bit, but I got to the same boss you did on Neo on the ship. To be fair, across the board, objectively, not subjectively, objectively, people say that that boss is fucking crazy hard. So, it's even the guys that are into those games are saying that boss is really hard. Yeah. And and I, you just have to and this is a thing that you gather as an adult. It's like you just have to realize that sometimes, even though maybe you like the aesthetic, you like what's going on with the game, sometimes maybe the game is just not for you. Yeah. It's not made for you. It's like it's like me with roguelikes, for example. Mm. I There are certain games that like I want to play, I want to love so much, but I fucking hate roguelikes. <laughs> does that mean that... Does, does that mean that like Housemark needs to make like a single player linear story version of Returnal with, with save points and yeah. shit just for me? No, the game is not made for me. Just because I like the trimmings of the game doesn't mean that I like the game. If I don't like the, 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 gameplay, like the game. roguelike, yeah. I don't like the game. Right. So it's 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 a very it, to me it's one of those things where. You just got to accept sometimes that these types of games aren't for mm. you. Now, there are there are extenuating circumstances with some games where they're like incredibly cheap and shit like that. And um, like I think an example is like I think that the one Deus Ex game, like a different company made the boss fights and they were like way <laughs> too fucking hard. Yeah, they so were like way the different than the rest of crazy. the gameplay, yeah. And like – there's some weird shit like that where I would say like, okay, you have a case there, but just like attacking a game because you don't like a third of the identity of that game mm. is just pointless. Yeah. And, and it just comes off is entitled and annoying. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you feel this way. And, and to be clear, 
if you are somebody of an opposing opinion and you have some points that you'd like to make that you want to discuss, feel free to write in. Cause I'm all about hearing the other side of this argument, but like, <laughs> I just hear it and I'm just so like, I just, uh, maybe it's just me not having time for it, but it's like, I just like, I want, I love the aesthetic of bloodborne, but I just can't, I beat the first like big boss in bloodborne, yeah. bloodborne. And I got after that. And like, I just can't do it. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience to learn everything. And it's like my brother is super in to the Souls-like games. Yeah. And he fucking loves Bloodborne. He plows through it and he thinks this is great. But for me, it's just not for me. And I think like fun. and I know we were talking about reviews. And so like I'll well, say think, that Yeah, go ahead. Re- you, and you talked about are user reviews relevant? And to me, I was thinking you were coming at it from a different angle at first. And to me, if we're talking about user reviews, I personally think user reviews that don't come like marked with like a verified purchase or a verified like played this game should be completely disregarded or at least taken with an an entirely huge grain of like a whole fucking shaker of salt because (laughs) if you look at something like because we're talking about review bombing all right review bombing is just people being dicks on the internet and then there are people that are like it's like the classic Amazon review thing yeah. where it's like people put user reviews up that are like, they haven't even got the item yet or they didn't well, even purchase some it. People They're like are reviewing paid. the items thing online. That's a job. And some people are repaid for reviews. The review stuff and, that they never even use just to like boost a product. I mean, Twitch, like Amazon is notoriously bad for this. Like if you think about Twitch, for example, Amazon owns Twitch and they pay streamers to play specific games. Mm. That's not even a secret. And then Amazon is also bad because they, they have all of this cheap Chinese shit on Amazon that you can buy. And a lot of the reviews are fake. They're like Chinese reviews that they like just fucking. So like when you see an item that's like Amazon basic, like 1099 on fucking amazon.com and it's got 50,000 reviews on it. You could bet that some of them are not legitimate. And I've never reviewed buy, a single thing on Amazon. I've bought so either. much crap from there. I've never taken the time to be like, oh, this product. And they even email you like, hey, so-and-so has a question about this product, and, and you bought it. Like, what? Can you respond? Can you give them an answer? It's like, no. I fucking bought the product. Yeah, it's I, not my I, job. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I don't have enough time in my life to do – I'm not going to go through a review on your thing just so you're, you can move more products. Yeah, I don't know. I I think re- I think reviews, user reviews are useful when they work, but when it comes to something like video games, far too often so people subjective. are putting their two cents out there and they haven't they haven't even played it or they or they played very little or it's based on a trailer they saw or they had an ex- a bad experience purchasing yeah. it, which is really annoying. Well, it's like, by okay, nature, you need to play the game. Right. So like back to what where we started <laughs> is like if if you know people talk you listen to different people who are in the gaming industry or they play games and you're like, Oh yeah, I kinda think I like the way this person thinks or what they like about games. If you can find one or two people and hear what they have to say about a specific game, that's the best way to go. Um and then critics what I think, reviews, I think, also What I help. think is that, and maybe they have this, but PSN profiles should have a user reviews section for all the games that they have on there. And it should literally, on the user review, it should have their fucking trophies for that game. So you can and see how, how much, much play they time play. they put right, in yeah, it. Yeah. Let me just... Yeah, because like, yeah. it, sh- it should literally... like I'm not saying you have to beat the game, but you should have at least like played it enough 
to have an honest opinion about it and not just be like, oh, well, uh, Aloy is fucking looks fatter than she did in the first game. So I fucking hate this. Yeah. And it's like, OK, no, you're just an idiot. She's got skin blemishes on her face. What the fuck? Where's your man? Oh, I'm sorry. She looks more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, because I, I, I remember I got and what's funny is is Cy- Cyber Shadow was a really difficult platformer game that I bought. I love the shit out of it. Everything about that, that game, game is perfectly difficult. Just to be honest, it's fucking great. Game. It's so it's so reminiscent of those old NES and Super NES games that just like Such you just have to. I hate I hate the meme that it's become. Like yeah, there's like those get good bros, but it's like it's like no, this game is. A, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't even want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't know like, where the needle's the, at. What What's difficult? What's not difficult? It's all subjective, but it's frustrating when you when a game earns a reputation of being so difficult that it dissuades people from even trying it, especially if it's something they were initially interested in. Because it's happened to me, yeah. and it frustrates me, and I wonder, you know, if, if I would— Well, that's why that's why you got to find—and we've, we've beat this horse to death now, but <laughs> it's that's why you got to find— people that will give you a comparison in terms of the difficulty yeah. they should say like hey you know uh cyber shadow is difficult in the same way that ninja gaiden is difficult but it's like maybe half the difficulty it's not quite as hard as ninja gaiden right right so then you know when you're going into the game like okay i'm expecting an experience like ninja gaiden i'm expecting to struggle like that i need to learn the level learn the boss moves all this kind of shit i have lives i have all this stuff but I know that it's not going to be quite as challenging yeah. because I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't like. Or just, I never was able to beat. Yeah, Gaiden. we're seeing fewer and fewer games with difficulty levels that you can adjust, and this is this is a thing now where people are adding them in after the fact, and people are getting upset about that. People, Seafood got a difficulty upgrade where you could select a difficulty, and apparently people were really upset about it. And then it's like, but, but, you know, that's yeah. up to the developer. They made the fucking game. Why should anyone else have a say in it? You know what I mean? Like if I write a song one way. And then I get enough criticism that, like, maybe you should have hit that chorus one more time to finish it off. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't Fuck do it you. because I thought, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. No, no, but, like, you know what? Like, I didn't put the chorus on there at the end because I thought it was, like, a little little contrived, a little too, you know, whatever. And then, like, you know what? If people want it, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, let's be, let's be clear. I think that a, the developers, if they want to put – an easy mode in their games they should if they want to do it they should do it but they shouldn't be like bullied into it right. if they don't That's want to do too. it and you never know you'll never know unless you work there all right let's move forward man right. we're running a little long uh we talked about that Uncharted movie a bit ago it's it's actually doing better than anticipated jake according to push square the movie cost about 120 million to make and as of earlier this weekend, on Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday now, um, it had already made bad $46 million And Push Square uh, had a survey up. And this is interesting. So out of the survey, they had two options uh, on the survey. One was, I plan on seeing it. I haven't seen it yet. And one is, I haven't seen it. So I've taken all the numbers out and re-squashed the, the results of the survey. And uh, so now we're back on even playing field. Only people who have watched the movie... So out of 580 people who responded to the survey who claim to have seen the movie, 74 of the 580 people that went to Push Square said that it was meh or thought it was a poor movie. 
the remaining 506 viewers rated it as good or very good. Now, I will go on record and say that I was optimistic about this movie. I wasn't sure it was going to speak to me as Uncharted, but I thought it was going to be a good movie. So, apparently, the rumor is now the next day, where it's now Wednesday, I wrote the notes yesterday, uh, Sony's claiming to have another blockbuster on their hands. Another movie, I think there's a teaser trailer for an Uncharted, there's a teaser Easter egg about an Uncharted 2 movie, depending on how this thing went. So, it, the game looks like a fun action-adventure, globe-trotting, treasure hunt. I've said it before, we're not getting National Treasure 3, we're getting a National Treasure uh, made-for-TV series, and then... We the Indiana Jones have been making lately have all kind of sucked. Let's be honest. So this is a very untapped genre for a movie, and and I think people were just kind of hungry for it. So I, great that it fell on Uncharted. I hope the acting's good. Are they going to sell it to me? I don't know. I will definitely report back on this. My opinion of it. And Jake, you said you're going to wait, but it's not even video on demand. You have to go to the theater to see it now. So you can't even rent it for like 25 bucks. I would have just to watch it. Over, yeah. But. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would. If it was like a thing and we all went, like that would be one thing. Yeah. I, I just, I generally don't like go, the last movie I saw in the theaters was Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> and before that, it was, it was. Uh, Star Wars, uh, the 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 episode eight, and before that it was fucking Rogue One, and before that, it, so like you can see a theme here. I ne- like it's like two or three years between theater goings for me, and so, but I mean, I I'd be interested. I'm interested in seeing it, and it will come to video on demand in probably three to six months. So, because I, I can't imagine this is going to be one of those. Hanger, hangers on at the movie theater. Like I have a hard time like believing it's like Spider Man. It's like, just doing gangbusters yeah, numbers. It's got. It's not going to be like a two three monther. You know what I mean? Like it's. It, it'll be there for a while, but it's not going to stick around forever. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe it'll hit the dollar theater or something. If those even still exist, I don't even know. Um, and then uh, yeah, I, I I hope it. I hope it does well. Like it's already done. Do well. I want yeah, to exceeded expectations already? They've come out. I mean, they haven't made their money back yet. I guess is what I mean. Like, I are like, do I want that? Like, I want I want it to do well so that hopefully the <laughs> next one they make, they have a little bit more wiggle room to be a little bit more true to the. I guess I don't even I don't even care. I don't even care. As long as it's good, it could be completely deviating from the original Uncharted games. Well, I'll tell you this. In my opinion. I'll tell you this real quick. If you trust Rotten Tomatoes at all, and we just talked about review scores, the tomato meter, which is the uh, critics' consensus, is a 40% out of 100. Mm-hmm. But the audience score, 90% out of 100. Well, the... I don't know. And I don't know much about Rotten Tomatoes, but I know that they're notoriously hard to get a high score on critically. So, and I think it's because movies are just so like a lot of the guys that are rev- reviewing movies critically are like Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time. Yeah, and it's like okay, yeah, you're not gonna fucking like the Uncharted movie, <laughs> but like you know what I mean. So like yeah. movies are so much like more hoity-toity than video games. Yeah, that a lot going like, on there. They haven't they haven't embraced the fact that just because a movie isn't like 
you know, the fucking Shawshank Redemption doesn't mean or Forrest Gump. Like that doesn't mean it's not like a fun movie, Mm. you know, or like like a fun movie. The Marvel movies don't do very well critically anymore, but the people still love it. It's it's weird. You know, like people like people like a lot of shitty movies. Shitty. I say that in quotes, like traditionally shitty movies. You know, they're not like, well, you know, yeah. When was the last time? When was the last time a comedy has won Best Picture at the Oscars? Oh, they, they don't win that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe that doesn't Rain mean... Man. Did Rain Man win? Well, that was a comedy, wasn't it? Kind of? Rain Man? No, what am I thinking? Hold on. I've got the wrong movie <laughs> title. Um, uh, what was that movie back in the day? Even the National Lampoon movies never won any kind of big awards. They were no- yeah, like I mean, if you think about you know movies and like Adam Dumb and Dumber movie and shit, might have won something, or like Happy Gilmore, you know, Rain Man. Where did we're I talking that? about like classic comedy movies, Animal House. Yeah, you know, you're talking about these movies that were fucking they're they're cultural icons, and they would never never win even it. get remotely close to Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah, because, you're right. it's a hoity you know, crowd for sure. But yeah, I'm. Yeah. Well, more to report on the Uncharted movie as after I watch it. And uh, the more we talk about it, the more I want to see it. I know I was kind of poo pooing a lot <laughs> at the beginning, but I've kind of I've 180. I want to see the Uncharted movie. I probably want to have a bunch of drinks while I do it, but I do want to see the Uncharted movie because I think the more I see about it, the more I'm like, okay, I'm I'm over the initial shock mm. of how much I hate these characters. It, the actors for these characters, but you love a good romp. And man. now that I'm, what's that? You love a good romp, a good, a good. But now that I'm over adventure. it, I'm like, oh, I'll fucking, I'll fucking, you know, have a couple of cocktails and and watch uh, Tom Holland run around and be Tom Holland. Yeah, <laughs> Which, you know, Tom Holland is yeah. a cool actor. So he is a cool. He's a good actor. Yeah, I like him. All right, well, let's move on a little bit here. Anybody still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla? A new patch is forthcoming on February twenty second. Um, to precede the release of an expansion called Dawn of Ragnarok, which is coming out March 10th. And then speaking of this game, Jake, there have been some numbers released by Ubisoft, and this game has now earned more than $1 billion, which is probably, which actually is not probably, is the most successful Assassin's Creed game. So I've not played it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I mean, I haven't played it, but my understanding is that it is so fucking huge that you can never, like, it takes, like, eons to finish. Well, good, because they got it. And so this is is only going to tell Ubisoft, like, let's make more of them. The last Assassin's Creed that I played was Unity, and I know people gave it a lot of shit because of the bugs and stuff. But even as someone who didn't care that much for Assassin's Creed, Mm -hmm. I really liked Unity. Yeah, I like Black Flag Flag was cool. Yeah, Black Flag and Odyssey. I played a little bit of Odyssey, and I gave up on it pretty quick, but... Yeah, but Odyssey was where they like changed it up, or or whichever one came first, Origins or Odyssey. Yeah, I don't know. I get confused. It's like, and now they're like, now they're these like massive action RPG open world. Like you're not like this super stealthy like yeah. fucking ninja guy. You're you're a, I don't know. You're a dude. Well, anyways, with weapons. If you're still playing that fucking game. Get ready. All right, let's roll. Yeah. We've been going forever, and I'm tired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the first thing you said we were going to record today, you're like, dude, let's not make it a long <laughs> one because I'm so fucking tired. Well, <laughs> too late. That ball has, that, that has already passed. Um, we promised we wouldn't talk too much more about Cyberpunk 2077 unless there was something to actually talk about worthy of being on the show. 
The next gen release slid out secretly kind of this past week. So for owners of the PS4 game, you can now download the PS5 version of Cyberpunk, which we haven't had yet. And I did download it. I hopped into the game and I immediately forgot how to play the game at all. I opened my my most recent save. I had beaten the game and uh, I had all these side missions to do. And I was like, I'll just do it when the PS5 version comes out now. But I couldn't even fucking remember how to do the controls or anything. I do know they, they added the adaptive triggers. The haptics work really nice on it. I did a little bit of driving. It felt good. It looked good. It didn't crash on me. Jake, um, I, I'm going to go back into this world and start it over from a new character type. Are you mm-hmm. at all interested in Cyberpunk 2077 now that the PS5 version is out? Yeah, definitely. I have the tr- the free trial downloaded. Mm. I just literally downloaded it the day before Horizon came out. I, so, it's going to wait until I'm done playing Horizon. I would buy and, I would buy it when it's cheap because I think Cyberpunk has been pretty cheap lately on the PS4, like down to like 25 bucks or something yeah, like that. 100%. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might I might pick it up. But I'm still I'm kind of hankering to get back to Mass Effect, especially since the next one is Mass Effect 2. <laughs> so, I we'll see how I feel at the end of Horizon though because I don't know I mean, it's going to affect Mass Effect as well as Cyberpunk. Dude, I just don't know if I'm going to want to jump right into another huge open game. You know what I mean? At least Mass Effect is only 30 hours long. Cyberpunk, I don't know how long it could take me to finish that. Take I know The Witcher took me 90 hours. So, <laughs> I don't know. I put a lot of hours into Cyberpunk. Let's move forward. But I'm excited. I am excited. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I always like to bring up cool shit happening to this game. Um we never actually really got into it. We've talked about it at the show, on the show many times about wanting to get involved in this game and play a little more. But this game and Hello Games have had such a rocky moment with No Man's Sky. It would be a disservice to them now to not mention that they are releasing the 18th free update to this game. And it's adding Sentinels or kind of like mech, mechs that you can pilot and get in. I guess it's it's changing the way the combat works in the game. Apparently, it's getting really good reviews. Um, they just keep adding and adding and adding and making this game like ridiculously uh, monstrous. So, uh, No Man's Sky, again, I bought it for $5 at Walmart in the used bin. Um, and I have so much more than just $5 worth of game there. I just, they've implemented VR. They've done all kinds of shit to this fucking online multiplayer. It looks- oh, speaking of VR, did you see they released the PSVR 2? It's on the notes here, yeah. It's on oh, the is left. it? Yeah. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I just literally saw it on Instagram when I, before we got well, on the Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, um, it looks good. It looks cool. The VR VR two, uh, Sony. I mean, it they, looks. It, I mean, to be fair, it looks basically like the other headset, just a little like rounder mm-hmm. instead of square. Yeah, I like uh, it. I'm in. I, I will say, so we don't have a lot to say about that. But as far as No Man's Sky goes, I will say, like, I played probably thirty hours of the game mm-hmm. in like its earliest state, so when it was not good. Yeah, and I still liked it. So I do want to go back to it at some point if I have some free time. <sighs> like. It is real. Like that to me, that game is really, really cool, and I just haven't really had the gumption to kind of pick it back up and start over. Yeah. So, but yeah, PSVR two looks like a fucking VR headset. So I, I, it's cool that they finally like showed the headset and what it's going to look like. But you know, I want to know when it's coming out and when I can what what it's going to cost and when I can pre order it. Yeah. So another thing that's kind of interesting is there's a new studio that got started by the one of the game directors, or maybe the game director for The Witcher 3. New studio is called Rebel Wolves, and that's a great name. It would be a great band name. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're working on. They they announced that they're going to be working on a next gen dark fantasy RPG. And uh, my uh, response is best of luck to you, and uh, we'll see you in uh, 2025, 2026, maybe on the PS6, maybe. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. What's, what's I mean? It depends. I guess it depends how how big the game is. If they're if it's a smaller team and they're doing like a like an indie style game, no, then maybe it's no, they said they Did want. You know they said they want every single decision you make to have a ramification in the game. But that doesn't mean that it's not an indie game. I mean, I there are a lot of indie games that. that have decisions like that. But if I it is a triple A game, I mean, if I don't know anything about this, yeah. But it could be fucking ten years before you see. This. Yeah, but anyways, so, that happened. Um, play. That's cool. Yeah, the, dude, the play and plant program. I've never heard of this. This is awesome. Um, my efforts in Horizon Jake, and I don't know if you have quite netted a tree in your name yet, but uh, in Horizon Forbidden West, um, Sony's joined a program dedicated to reforestation, and it's called the Play and Plant Program. So if you unlock the trophy in Horizon Forbidden West that's titled Reached the Daunt, D-A-U-N-T, for every trophy earned by the community, up to, I think, some ridiculous number, um, Sony is going to be planting a tree through this program. And the following areas, and they list the areas, this is on the Sony blog, that are actually going to benefit directly from the, the plant and plant program, is the uh, Douglas County Forest in northern Wisconsin. And then there's various private lands in Lassen County, California. And then the Torreya State Park in Liberty County, Florida. All have gone through some major incidents where they've lost a lot of woods, a lot of trees, whether it be fires. Presumably, most of them were probably due to fires or some sort of natural disaster. Um, they're trying to reforest everything out there. And I thought that was really kind of cool. Um, what a neat way to, I don't know, to kind of get people indirectly involved. So to me, this is cool for two reasons. One, it's cool that they're showing an environmental initiative and they're directly giving back to reforestation. Um, but the other reason why this is cool, and this is more of like a, more of like a cheeky kind of cool is that the trophy reached the dawn mm. is, is the trophy that you get for getting to where the game opens up for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's like getting through all the tutorial and everything. So they're almost like if the, if you see this and you're like, Oh, you know, I may not, I'm not sure about Horizon, but I like the idea of what they're doing. It like gets you to play through the tutorial and everything and get to the open portion of the game. And then now you get that trophy and maybe by that time they've hooked you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to, it's going to do that for a lot of people. It's only two hours in may, and you automatically unlock the trophy. Right. The but game. they may, you know, they may hook a few people into Horizon by publicizing a program like Smart. this. And you know, I know that if let's say there was a game that I was playing and if I could if I could go out of my way for 45 minutes to do something that I would have fun doing anyway, and Sony was like, Oh, hey, I'm gonna, you know, plant a tree or mm -hmm. 
you know, adopt a puppy or whatever the fuck, then I'd be like, oh, cool. You know, that's that's something I think is neat. I'll I'll do this quest. I'll do this mission. Then I can say like, oh, I did this thing. And like Sony's doing their thing because of it. Contributed to a larger, yeah, a larger thing. And and it's cool. Like you said, yeah. I don't know. It might be gimmicky, but it, I think it's it's a it's a neat initiative. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if it's gimmicky or not, right? Like, if you're doing something positive, uh, and honestly, like, I don't even know that I care why they're doing it, but like, the fact is that that there are real benefits to be had here. Uh, so that's cool. It's very cool. What a what a neat, interesting thing. I've never heard of anything like that before. Um, let's talk about new games, Jake, and then we'll we'll, we'll slide out for the day. Man, we're really treating the listeners to some long podcasts, so we're going to try to bring things back down to an hour next episode. Um, New games, February 22nd, Monster Crown on PS4, Truck Driver Premium Edition on PS5, February 23rd, Sam and Max, this time it's virtual PSVR. February 24th, Martha is Dead. It's the game that had like the weird uh, edit or whatever to it. The what We talked about last show. February 25th, Atelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. Elden Ring comes out on February 25th. It's a big name. Everyone's excited for that. PS5, PS4. Grid Legends on PS5, PS4, and Monarch on PS5 and PS4. So, dude, that's all I've got. It's later than I wanted it to be. It's later. Uh, we got to work tomorrow. It sucks. Um... But, man, I, I want to, again, apologize kind of to the listeners. I mean, we've never promised an episode every Sunday. It's just kind of what we fell into. But I did feel kind of badly about not getting it out. And, uh, you know, we kind of, I don't know, we did what we could to get the episode done. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed the show. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully on Sunday. We'll try. We'll try to get it out on Sunday. If not, don't yeah. worry. If we ever decide to quit the podcast like we did for an extended period of time, like last time, we would definitely let everybody know on a tweet or something. We just literally disappeared last time, and we were gone for a while. I, but yeah, that's that's never going to happen. So I, my concern was too is like we've finally been building up like some listener base, and then all of a sudden our podcast didn't drop when it normally does, and people were just being like, "Oh shit, this thing doesn't exist anymore." And I think the more frequently that we release it on a consistent schedule um, keeps us in the algorithms on on the internet. So um, important to get this one released today. So I'll make sure I get it out there. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back with you next week to talk about PlayStation and all the good things. Maybe, maybe I'll have seen the, the Uncharted movie. Maybe Jake will have seen it. Maybe we'll have gotten further into Horizon, but we're going to save that discussion for a separate episode. But yeah, so thanks, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you guys want to write into the podcast, let us know what you thought of today's episode. Let us know if you're playing Horizon Forbidden West in your initial impressions. P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And then, yeah, challenge Jake on his opinions on uh, reviews or whatever the heck he was talking about earlier. If you've got some conflicting uh, (laughs) feelings, give him shit. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Um, He's been working very hard. But, yeah, feel free to chime in, though, if you have something you'd like to add to the discussion. We'd we'd, we'd be happy to bring it up on the show. Jake, any closing closing thoughts, comments, anything like that? No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode 210 of PS. This is awesome. We'll be back next week for you all. So until then, like Sifu, Skater XL, and Sly Cooper. PS. PS. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs>